1: Hey, Rundell Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going in Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash oh, Steve Larson. And Larson. This, and really, little... this is really hitting the spot, I I, man. Tell me, this is my third. Yeah, this is my third. Also, this today. is my
2: third today. There might be uh, room there for number four. To be <laughs> I think before
1: me. I go home, I'll probably hit another <laughs> one.
2: I got a protein bar over there in my uh, my 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 satchel, mm-hmm. my computer bag,
1: protein bar <laughs> Your
2: satchel. What are you uh, uh,
1: a Sherpa? You're you, you guiding people up mountains, you weirdo? Maybe I am. You don't know it. Will you guide me up that mountain, Larson? No, you're on your own. You right, get anyways. lost on the peaks of Everest. Oh, man. I got my friendos with me on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We've got all sorts of great stuff over there, and uh, one of them is the $20 mark. You can have your video right here on Matt Chat. We'll answer your question or debate the topic. Uh, we got a bunch of great questions today, Larson. Why don't we get into it? What's in the news?
2: Wrong show. First question is from Jacksonville's... Number one. Guillaume Halili. Take it away, Guillaume.
3: Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter Guillaume Halili back with another
2: Matt Chat question. This week, my question is simple. Is the WWE really not listening to its fans? They're not. Or have we as wrestling fans, and I'm talking in general statement, have we as wrestling fans just become too fickle and want certain things, and when we don't want it, we complain? Again, I'm not talking about anyone specifically. I'm talking about as wrestling fans in general. Uh, yeah, let me know your thoughts. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. Later, guys. Thank you, Guillaume. Oh, thank you. so Gion. good. It's so good. Anyways, so, so, I mean, like, I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, for I know. some reason, this is really hitting the spot right now. Went to the gym this morning. It's good. Threw some weight around, got my pump on. All right. Anyways,
1: Guion asks about WWE listening to their fans. No, here's the thing, dude. The WWE has not built up what they call in the real estate banking industry equity, and that is when you have built up the good faith amongst your fan base so that they will give you the benefit of the doubt. Therefore, whenever WWE does something that is... Questionable in terms of its booking, its storytelling, how it handles the titles, et cetera, et cetera. Fans are more likely to crap on it because they're used to the WWE crapping on them. I mean, let's let's dude, let's just take it back, rewind to the beginning of this year, the end of last year, the McMahon shakeup mm. when Vince McMahon came out and said, uh, "We're going to listen to you." You're the authority. You're the, yeah, thank you. You're the authority. We all laughed yeah. because no, man, you're just, you're paying us lip service and that's it. And you're we all know that. are pooping in our
2: mouth and calling it a Sunday. That's what they're doing.
1: Exactly. It's the pits. Yeah. So that's why they haven't built up enough equity with us. They're in a hole of their, they are in the real estate industry
2: underwater. <laughs> their equity. We. And stark, stock market parlance. Is it in the red? Is that when you're losing money? Yeah, and the black is good. and the red is really bad. In the red. Yeah. I guess it's economics parlance. In the red. Yeah. You're losing money.
1: It's not good. And so, I mean, even... And here's the thing. The flip side of that, though, is... And I think maybe because WWE is in the red...
2: Can I get another metaphor in there? Yeah. They're not playing with house money.
1: There you go. Uh, Because of that... Yeah, they're playing with their savings account. Um, Because of that... If you look at AEW, for example, and this is not going to be a oh WWE's crap, AEW is awesome tirade, but have you noticed that even AEW fans are can be very quick to 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 jump on the oh oh whoa, AEW, wait. Anytime AEW makes any little misstep, fans are so fast to jump on that. And I wonder, I'm just wondering, if some of that is because WWE, who has been the lone Major North American promotion all these years um, has trained us to be very paranoid about all the things that wrestling companies do. So when AEW is building their stuff, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa we don't want you to be we don't want you to make the same mistakes. Uh,
2: the, the missteps as uh, WWE. I, I think it's because people have an avenue to voice their grievances that, uh, that, that never existed before. Right here in our pockets, we have a means to, to complain at anybody at any time in any part of the world. Do you think the, the, the platform
1: that we've been given, then... You mean us specifically? No, the wrestling fans in general. Uh, yeah. Do you think that platform uh, is the driver for being nitpicky,
2: though? No, I don't think it's the driver. I think it's the symptom of a symptom of, of, of a larger issue, and I think you're correct that WWE has not built up any equity with the fans over the last... Equity with their fans over the last few years, but especially
1: be, but because they've set the template, I yeah. think that makes people. But I think I think more people. I,
2: I think people uh, uh, harping on uh, issues, small and large, with wrestling can be found in other forms of entertainment. I think I think that's true. I think yeah. we've seen that with movies and TV. People don't like something. First thing they do, they go. They start a change.org petition. To, to, that's a good point. To yeah. have the ending of Mass Effect three changed, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 something that's not particular wrestling. It's it's kind of spanning entertainment.
1: Entitlement seems to be the norm these days. Well, I
2: mean, it, you could, in some cases, yes, it might. You maybe could consider it entitlement, but there's there's been times, and granted, I have had a lot of coffee in, in this particular instance, isn't occurring to me right now, where there's been something probably that's that's been legit crap. People have voiced their opinion about it, and I don't, you know, for example, give Divas a chance. Yeah, when when there was a, a a women's match on Raw that was like thirty seconds, and that was the only women's segment on there, it started a, a, a movement, if you will, mm-hmm. that whether it was the the, the direct cause of the women's evolution or not, that happened after that could be causation, could be correlation. I don't know, but th- that's an instance where people were fed up about something and rightly so, raised their 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 their, their issues, and something was changed. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's an instance where. These phones we have in our pocket, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, cause in wrestling something good to happen. Yeah. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that would be when they do, when there's gestures that they do to placate. I think that's probably the the word to use, placate their fan base. uh, It usually feels kind of tone deaf Mm -hmm. or they're playing lip service. To The concerns of fans, and the example you brought up was the McMahon shakeup, where they're like, Oh, you're the authority now, we're gonna focus on wrestling, you're gonna see some fresh faces. Lasted three weeks, maybe, mm-hmm, maybe yeah. a month before yeah. we're back to the same rut they were in before. It kind of and same with bringing on less so Heyman because he's actually been working in the industry for the last 20 years. Same with bringing in Eric Bischoff, mm-hmm. who'd been out of the industry for a long time, was living in Wyoming on a ranch. doing a podcast once a week that was his only connection with wrestling yeah as far as i know he didn't watch the product whatsoever probably 90 percent of the reason vince brought him back was because people would think oh eric bischoff he created the nwo he could probably do some cool stuff i mean people have such a good a positive uh uh, association with
1: the monday night wars and how exciting exactly you know it's thought of to have been
2: yeah um so, when WWE seems like they're listening to their fans, I don't think they really get down to the nuts and bolts of why the fans might actually be upset. Yeah. D- they just throw out all these gestures. And people to make know it that. make seem like they care, yes. Yeah, people know when that. When, really, Vince is going to do what he wants to do and fans be damned, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, the same token, I think wrestling fans are quick, and I won't to necessarily use the word complain, are quick to voice their displeasure. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're If you're getting, sped, getting uh, spoon-fed crap every week, Yeah. Um Or even mediocrity Uh Yeah people are gonna speak up Um I, I think it speaks to the passion Of the WB universe And wrestling fans as a whole That uh You know I love they is just ladies. won't accept Like garbage
1: said, I won't say complain I'll say express displeasure
2: <laughs> the, di-
1: the dictionary definition Is
2: express displeasure Good job Well done <laughs> <laughs> That's called being diplomatic That's lately. good I know that's good Um so, and, and, you know, yeah, sometimes uh, uh, there's there's things that are brought up that are like, really, is this really worth, you know, it's, it's is that funny, the hill dude. you want to die on, so to say? It's funny because what
1: you're saying is such a microcosm of everything. Yeah. Every, here's the thing. Everybody has, because I've seen plenty of times on Twitter, and this is going way outside wrestling. I've seen plenty of times on, on, on Twitter, various subjects where people will complain about stuff, and I'm like, Really?
2: This is what you want. This is what you. That's your important time. to you. Yeah, I know.
1: Like you know, and it's and it, I mean it goes it goes beyond like pop culture and stuff. You know, and I everybody here, everybody has their priorities yep. in life, and so I always step back and say, well, that's important to them. I'm going to mute them on Twitter right yeah. now, but that's important to them. I know. I'll see them like all right, let's keep going.
2: So have at it.
1: You know, good luck with that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> But you're right. Everybody <laughs> has their own priorities, and uh, uh, you know, not everybody's priorities align. Mm-hmm, yeah. So,
1: and yeah. I don't think people should be criticized. No, 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 if necessarily. If people if are
2: trying to change something that is important to them, if you don't think it's important, it doesn't mean you can dump on them. If it's petty, like oh,
1: gee, reshoot last in a Game
2: of Thrones, and like
1: and like ridiculous, it's like, well, hey, that's important to you, great, but that's kind of hey, stupid. we're gonna remake
2: the Last Jedi. <laughs> Exactly. Here's a GoFundMe, and we need we need a hundred million dollars to reshoot. My this movie. favorite was that guy who uh, who
1: raised like eighty thousand dollars to erase the rat from the final shot. Oh yeah, of, of uh, uh, the Departed. The Departed. Yeah. And I suppose so. He raised eighty thousand dollars so he could erase the rat from
2: his home copy of the Departed. I don't know if he was then able to, like, redistribute the movie. Well, I mean, unless he, that man is Warner Brothers, whoever produced right. the film, he did not have the legal, Legally, legal right can't. to do that.
1: So I'm not sure what form that would take. My thing is, why don't you just get out, like, a decent camera and, like, film a, a, a
2: windowsill? Why don't you just watch <laughs> Infernal Affairs, the movie that departed is based off? There's no rat crawling across the windowsill in the last shot right, of the movie. Right, right. Have
1: you seen the trailer for The Irishman?
2: Yeah, the deepfake fakes a bit much. It is. It looks fake. Oh, the emphasis on fake. Yeah, the, 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 the Corridor <laughs> Digital thing with Tom Cruise looked better.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's get a whole Corridor Digital movie. I love those guys. They seem like charming as heck. Yeah. Anyways, we're off the subject. What's next? Christopher from uh, yeah. Let's see what he has to say about Survivor Series. Hello, Steven Larson. So my question this match, this woman champion versus champion versus
3: champion match at Survivor Series. Who should win this match? Who's going to feel left out in this match? How important is this match to show who is the dominant female of this division of WWE overall? It's going to be a crazy match. I just have so much fun. Some people are going to feel like the third wheel, <clears throat> Bailey. But
1: this is a dream match I always want to see between Becky and Shayna. And do you think after this match, Shayna Baszler should be going up the road pretty soon?
2: Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Um, So who should win? Shayna Baszler should win. Agreed. Uh, I think it would accomplish several things. One, solidify NXT on equal footing as Raw and SmackDown. I got a sneeze coming up, so excuse me if it happens mid-answer.
1: Oh, wow. I'm surprised to hear who will win answer. That's interesting.
2: I think just the way the story's shaping up is going to be Becky and Shane. I know they're both saying uh, 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 we, we're not going to take our eyes off Bailey. but guess what's going to happen? They're going to be so focused on each other, Bailey's going to sneak up and like roll up Becky to get the win because that would enhance whatever 4 horsewomen story they want to do for Mania is Becky gets the, or sorry, if Bailey gets the win on Becky. What about this one? But Shayna should win. Shayna should probably make, I don't know, Bailey tap or something.
1: What if they directly use this match in order to further the horsewomen story and you have a Horsewoman team up between Becky and Bailey Mm -hmm. to take out Shayna and they just ruthlessly drag her. And it doesn't really matter who gets the pin or the win. We get some like, People might mark out over that because it'd be like a big story twist, and then you got like Ronda coming out or Jessamine or whoever, and then you set that up. See, I I, mean, w-
2: I wouldn't be surprised if that's an aspect of the story, but mm. I've, at the end of the day, I feel like Bailey is gonna like, all right, Shayna's out of the equation because Bailey kind of has this chip on her shoulder. Yeah, I have something to prove. I'm yeah. on equal footing with Becky. Yeah. So okay, fine. I'll team with you to take Shayna out of the equation, but sure that as soon as that's happened, target set for Becky. So
1: I, I totally agree with you. I think Shayna should win. In my opinion, I kind of, and it'd be kind of interesting also if Shayna was able to be kind of an in-ring manipulator between Becky and Bailey. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I'm real horsewoman. Y'all are the play pretend horsewoman. Yeah. And she gets them going at each other. Um, however, I don't think anything as interesting as all that is going to happen. Yeah, probably not. I think Becky wins the Survivor Series. That's my, that's my take on that. All right, fair enough. Next up, AO Worm has a question also about Survivor Series.
3: What's good, friend over? It's your boy AO Worm here with another Matt Chat question. Don't mind the the lighting, the mood. Um, I'm trying to find the theme and talk to him about some creative stuff. Like, you know, how you gotta find Undertaker in 2K20. Yeah. So um my question for Matt Chat is so since Ray and Brock are confirmed for Survivor Series, I really want you guys to fancy book how the Big title match, the triple threat with Bray, Brock, and Adam Cole, um would have took place. Do you think they would have protected Bray or Brock? I feel personally that they would have fed Adam Cole. He would have had a great showing. But I feel like they would have, he would have ate the pin either way. But yeah, I want you guys to fantasy book, how that match would play out, who would take the pin, how would it go. And then also, do you guys think that they're just going to not have Bray be included in Survivor Series like an actual match and just have them torment Seth again? And do you think they're going to have actually going to have Seth versus Adam Cole for the main event at Survivor Series? All right, guys, it's been a while, but take it easy. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. I'm out.
2: Thank you, A.O. Worm, and welcome back to Matt Chat. Welcome back. Great to have you back. Good, sir, yes. Steve, go ahead. Who... How would have Bray versus Brock versus Adam Cole, baby, have gone down? Boy, what a weird match that would have been. And I'm happy it's not ha- happening for that reason.
1: Me too, it's too weird. Uh, I mean, it is, It is. have you seen yet that little SpongeBob meme with Adam Cole, little tiny fish Adam Cole? Um, it, it would feel kind of like that. Adam Cole is coming from NXT where wrestling is the thing. Brock is a big marquee star who can't lose. And then you got The Fiend, who's a horror movie villain. And then he's in there, and he's kind of just like us. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to get murdered by somebody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that'd be kind of weird. I don't know how it'd go down. I Seemingly, Adam Cole would probably... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how that would have gone down. Like, I don't know who like, would pin him. Like, The Fiend? Brock? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know it'd it'd don't be know weird, either. though. Um, I think, so it's Sunday... Friday, we're this past Friday, we'll, we'll know.
2: Yeah, if they're gonna have, if Bray's gonna have a match, they gotta start.
1: He's gonna have a match. Yeah,
2: they gotta start kickstarting that program.
1: Uh, I mean, right now I'm looking at people who don't have a match. I'll put this out. Daniel there. Bryan, maybe. I'll put this out there. Kofi Kingston. Oh, that's a good one.
2: Um, because they've been kind of really underplaying the idea, almost to the point, almost to the extent where it seems like people aren't noticing, and maybe it's just Kofi taking upon himself to show subtly some displeasure about yeah. his lost to Brock and not getting another crack at it. Yeah. Um, and if we want, if, if they have any designs on turning the New Day heel, it'd be interesting to see if Kofi steps up and goes, I had an embarrassing loss to Brock. Mm-hmm. It's eating me up inside. I want another shot. Uh, Bray, come on down. Um, get the dynamic between Firefly Funhouse Bray and the New Day. That could be great. Yeah. And, and... After Kofi, unfortunately, loses, he could be so changed by the experience that could eventually lead to, uh, potentially, if they want to do it, a new day heel turn. Yeah. I think from the storyline perspective, that has the most kind of substance to it, yeah. potentially, if they do it right.
1: Yeah, I like that. Kofi's a great answer. We'll go with that one. Or Daniel Bryan. Yeah.
2: Um, Kofi's good. Made of it probably going to be Brock and, and Ray. The only, the only bummer thing about Kofi is that, man, they got like two weeks to build. Three weeks to build. I know. I know. Yeah, they kind of put themselves in this scenario mm-hmm. by having the, the Fiend just win the title at Crown Jewel.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, next up. Uh, oh, Steven and M. then will oh, will Seth and Cole main event? No, I think you're right about this on your answer here. Uh, Brock versus Ray is going to main event. Yeah, I think for so. For sure. That WWE title is back to being whatever's on Brock. He could he could have a sack of crap around his waist. That's mm-hmm. going to be the highly prized title mm-hmm. in WWE. Mm-hmm.
2: Next, Stephen M. Hey, friend, I was just curious. How should Undisputed a lose their titles? Should it be an all-one
3: failed swoop in a night? Or should it be one by one, have a bit of dissension or whatever? Or should it be just one big takeover where all the championships
2: lose? Or say in the likes of board Games match where they're all on the line? Thank you, Stephen M. Um... When the day comes and when Undisputed Era does lose their titles, it should be all at once. It should be in War Games, and Adam Cole be the one that takes the L. Yes, um, he's the one that delivered the prophecy, um, and so he should be the one that should be, if you want to say, responsible for the prophecy coming to an end. I'm
1: going to say I'm going to I'm going to go away from that. I just said yes, but I, I didn't really hear. You. Um, I'm going to say this. I do think it should all be at the same night in the same night. I'm not going to say it's going to be War Games but I am going to say it should all be the same takeover and there should be some sort of new dominant faction that comes in where we get some faction warfare and they clean out the, the undisputed era. And that sort of puts the undisputed era back on their heels and they do sort of a turn from, I mean, I know they're tweeners, but they're basically heels into being sort of good guys, the underdogs perhaps. And they're back on the quest to get those titles Maybe it's back. Balor Club, Finn, AOP. They're, yeah, something like that.
2: Damian Priest, I don't know who yeah. tossed
1: it. No, in there. that's good. That's good. So they start they run wild. Yeah. Over the Undisputed. Era. I think it's a good idea. Balor yeah. Club. Perfect. Balor Club.
2: Uh next question from Rich Nason.
1: Randos Rich to Smash Bro here. Now that we have the two biggest turds holding the two top men's titles. And yes, they're both turds. How long do you think they're going to hold on to him? And obviously, who's going to defeat him for him? We don't want to see Brock headline another WrestleMania. Bray doesn't even deserve to headline a house show. But yet, they both got the damn titles. So, point simple. Who's going to take it off him and win? Let me know. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. All right, man. How long is Brock and Bray going to hold those world titles? Uh, And who's going to beat them? I'll go first. Uh... So Bray, he's gonna lose his title to Roman because anything Seth can do, uh, anything Seth does, Roman could do better except beat Brock. Uh, but he'll be he'll beat Bray eventually. Uh, as far as uh, Brock is concerned, uh, if you, it's funny because if you look at the Raw roster, there is nobody, there is nobody that I can look at and say, oh man, this guy's an heir apparent because they it's so much 50-50 booking. Uh, so I'm going to go outside the box a little bit and say Alistair Black. He's been stuck in that room for a long time, but I feel like uh, it's just a matter of time before they break him out, and uh, maybe he can, maybe they'll build him up enough. To, like a year from now, he'll uh, he'll be
2: cool enough to take it off of Brock. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say for Brock Kevin Owens. That's a good answer. They have really done – well, they've done basically nothing with him since he's come over to Raw. I
1: feel like they've done – I feel like with Kevin Owens, they do nothing with him because they want big, big things for him.
2: Yeah, I was going to get to that. If, if you really want to solidify him as every man babyface, uh, I mean, have him, just have him go into a program with Brock where it seems he's, like, completely the underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have him pull out that win. You mm-hmm. want to make a huge star, a Stone Cold type star yeah. out of Kevin Owens. That's how you do it. You have yeah. him beat the guy who's nigh unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Bray Wyatt, have Finn Balor go to NXT, rediscover himself, mm-hmm. real, all that stuff. Um, find the darkness within him. Mm-hmm. Come back up to main, and now powered by Super Demon. Yeah, kind of. He can take down the feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he, he mentioned he, that promo. Smiling again. No, man. It's all real on the main roster.
1: <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Probably
2: not going to happen. That'd be cool, though. I'd like it. Uh, next, Joshua Martinez. Hey, friendos. So my question to you guys this week is, who are some wrestlers that you think would be great world champions, but just the way things are going, don't see that happening? Uh, me, personally, Drew McIntyre. He came back, looked like a million bucks, and just his booking and way things are going, he doesn't seem like he's going to be going that route anytime soon. Um, especially after what happened Monday, him being involved in the whole Rusev deal. But I'll be interested in we week. Thanks for this. Thank you, Joshua.
1: Thank you, Joshua. Um, you take the men's division. All right. I'm going to take the women's division.
2: Uh, he's right about Drew McIntyre. Uh-huh. Uh, it seemed like uh, upon his arrival, and especially after his split with Dolph, uh, he should have been on the precipice of uh, at least a, a title program. At some point? not a win. Is he not going to be a henchman? No, he seems to be in Perpetual Henchman's uh, stage right now, which is a bummer. Yeah, it is. Next, Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah. Dude is like the best promo in the business, maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's a hell of an actor, a hell of a talker. Mm -hmm. Still a really, 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 really good wrestler. Mm -hmm. He can do it all. I don't know if anybody on the main roster does menacing as well as Joe. Mm -mm. Put that belt on him. And finally... Braun Strowman. Oh, yeah. You can still put the Universal WWE title on him. still be a huge star. still be a huge draw. He is in celebrity uh, program guy. Yeah. That's what he is now. He just took a count-out loss to Tyson Fury. Embarrassing. Yeah. That's pretty booty, man. It is. That's pretty booty.
1: Uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, Ember Moon, I think, would be a fantastic champion. I don't even think she got um, enough of a – because she was – was she – wait. Was she NXT champion? Mm-hmm. That's right, after Asuka vacated it, right? Yeah she, had, yeah, she won
2: a four-way match, I think, to win it, and then she dropped it to Shayna. That's right. A, a takeover later. So she, was not she champion did very long. not
1: get really a good Mm-mm. title run in NXT. Mm-mm. I think she could be a terrific champion. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. Another name I'm really a big fan of is Ruby Riot. Yeah, I think she's she, real she good. has all the in-ring ability. I think she's designed expertly. And I think she's she can be a really good promo when she's sort of just trying to be herself mm-hmm. and not like a bad guy who's like taking you know putting squirting mustard on walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are my two names: Ember Moon, Ruby Wright. I think good.
2: they would terrific champions, yes. but it's not going to happen. Yeah, at least not anytime soon.
5: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find
1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy.
2: What's what the poster said?
1: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
2: Trying to make it out? Because no. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now.
0: What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Uh, next, a new Matt chatter, Ryan Armstrong.
5: Oh, nice. So I'm a big fan of tournaments. I love them. But the concept that I don't like is, it's the same guys all the time. Never anything different. So, Steve, I want you to agree with Vince and do it where you get your choice of it. Larson, I want you to make it to where people that don't get the chance earn the chance. In a round robin qualifying style where you either win or get beat out by win or loss. And try and do that so, you know, everybody gets a shot. Not just the same eight nine ten guys have a good day thank you
2: thank you ryan and welcome to matt chat
1: welcome to matt chat ryan i am gonna have a hard time arguing for single elimination because i'm a bigger fan of how the g1 does it i think the drama with the g1 is everything man it's like oh you start having to do like this crazy like math and calculus and stuff you need to
2: get the 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 whiteboard out and you know by the times the, the final couple of matches come around, there's various scenarios of who can win each block. It's like, I mean, it's I like know. the
1: last day of uh, it's like the last day of like uh, the last couple of weeks of uh, football in the NFL. How it's like, oh, well, on this last day of the regular season, if this person wins and this person doesn't win and this person wins over
2: here, and but this last, these person has to loss, has to lose, and this person has to lose, but only if this person wins. Oh, it's yeah, terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah.
1: love that stuff. So yeah. I'm going to say, and I think it even gets crazier because I think in like football and like soccer, like football, soccer, I think they also like take into account how many points are scored. Yeah. So I really like that Um, single elimination. We've seen it. It it just it feels like the McDonald's version of a real tournament. Yeah. You know, it feels like a Walmart version. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you get the simple stuff. Upsets can happen. Anything can happen. And I just prefer, you know, you this year. Who won the G one this year? It was Kota Bushi, right? Yep. Yeah, but like Jay White, he lost like his what first three matches or something, and then at the very end, he was right there in it. Yeah. You yeah. know, I really like that
2: stuff. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, uh, d- even if Ryan hadn't assigned me, the round robin selection, I would have chose that. Yeah. Round robin sure. tournaments were the best. Mm-hmm. Um, either round robin or or a double elimination tournament. Uh, I feel like are the ways to go because there's more storyline possibilities. Yeah, and yeah, it, like from a match by, by match basis, single elimination tournaments might be more kind of thrilling because it's one and done. If you lose, uh, but that being said, I don't know. I just feel like the story possibilities are far more vast with I a think, larger yeah. field with some with some new talent at it year after year as opposed to having the same. I don't know. Like, if, say they do King of the Ring for the next five years, the lineup's going to be probably eighty percent the same.
1: Yeah. And then you can, like, you. I, I feel like the star-building potential is greater because the complexity of the stories mm-hmm. are, are just better, you yeah. know? And on top of that, like, for example, with the G1, you know, Gato or whoever books that stuff out step by step by step by step. And with single elimination, like, Vince, he just probably books it week to week. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll have him mm-hmm. go over now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the next week you're just it's like, I don't like that. I want it I want like some I want something where there's like
2: a lot of thought put into it. Yeah. And typically that's not what we get with WWE's product. No, no, it's not. Uh next, another returning Matt Chatter. Ain't he great? Ain't he great? Double J is Double back. Double J is back.
3: I'm back. Double J here. So Thanksgiving's coming up, and I plan on doing a couple of Thanksgiving related questions. But this one is about um pick wrestlers for like every cliche member of the family you know the drunk aunt the uncle who swears his stuffing is amazing but it's really the worst thing you've ever ate let me know what you think all right see you
2: thank you double j ain't he great
3: man
1: so i don't know about family like casting wrestlers as family members but how crazy you think the McMahon family Thanksgiving? Oh, that's got to be is. something else, man! Right to be a fly on the wall there.
2: Talk about awkward. You think it's awkward? I think the potential is there to be awkward. Yeah. Especially if any, any sort of competition comes. Yeah. Uh, comes around like they have a, a you know like they're waiting for the turkey to finish cooking. Yeah. And they're playing some board games. Oh man! And like they're playing, I don't know, Game of Life or something. And Vince like flips it over. He's so mad that he's not winning the game of life. Yeah. Right. And he tosses the table. I, owe, I own life starts gets an axe out and starts breaking up the the kitchen table and they're like dad what are we gonna eat on can now you imagine playing Monopoly
1: with him like that dude's probably all about double crossing and, he'd be cutthroat man. oh big time
2: our clue but let's say we're making a, a Thanksgiving holiday movie extravaganza and we got to cast this family with wrestlers all right uh we can have Vince in it okay yeah he could be he could be he could be the the the, the grumpy old grandpa.
1: Yeah, okay. That's good. He won't come to the table. He just likes sitting in the recliner with a blanket yeah. over his yeah, knees. Yeah, yeah. Who should yeah.
2: play the exasperated father who is maybe cooking his first Thanksgiving meal? Well, obviously, we're looking at the Chevy Chase type character. Yes.
1: And uh, for that. AJ Styles. Good. That's good. That's
2: good. That's good. Um, You you got to go with somebody who has experience. Yeah, his wife, who really would like to help him, but his the husband is so damn stubborn that he needs feels like he needs to do everything himself. Maybe just to prove uh, something to his old man. Mm -hmm. Who's the who is the wife? Oh
1: man, you know who's got a real. It's funny because she she's supposed to be a werewolf but I get the feeling that she's a really down-to-earth person from having watched her on Up, Up, Down, Down. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Ember Moon. Good. I think she seems like a really down-to-earth suburban housewife type who's
2: also a werewolf. Yeah. Uh, Who is the uh, member of the extended family, cousin, nephew, who's obsessed with Black Friday shopping? Liv Morgan. Good. Yeah. Good. She's always on her phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Um, who's, Who's the crazy uncle?
1: Oh, man. Well, okay, here's the thing. Okay, so Crazy Uncle would be, well, that would be Bray Wyatt, but there'd also be uh, the guy who, there's got to be some sort of like silly, outdoorsy, hunting mishap, and that's Braun Strowman. There you go.
2: Good. Good. Great cast there. What an awesome cast. We got some uh, text questions next. First from Luis Ariza says, Hey, friendos, I got two questions. We'll do them one at a time. What is the kayfabe reason why most wrestlers aren't in jail? Steve, what do you got for that? WWE
1: exists in a universe that's basically lawless. I mean, kind of. We've seen the law, but I mean, I don't know if there is a looser version of the law, if there's a universe where, like, the police, they are there as more civilian enforcers as opposed to state or city government employees. Uh, I think they're probably city employees, aren't they? Um, So I'm going to say, yeah, it's more like, all arrests are citizen arrests. Those are probably easy to get out of. Citizens arrest.
2: <laughs> Citizens arrest On what grounds is this? You have no jurisdiction.
1: That's basically wrestling, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I'm going to say, you know, as we know, the WWE Universe exists, exists in its own set of rules. There's uh, teleportation, supernatural ability, stuff like that. Um, and so I think that applies also to the law as portrayed by the WWE Universe.
2: Fair enough. I'm going to say that Vince has negotiated, like, hold harmless agreements with all the states, oh sure, uh, more or less that uh, whenever whenever uh, a WB show comes to town, that arena is kind of like an autonomous region, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it, with with Vince solely having jurisdiction over. Okay, it. that's good. And then once the show leaves, then poof, that uh, that agreement is no longer mm-hmm. applicable or valid. Yeah. And just from arena to Arena, city to city, state to state. Yeah. That's the arrangement he's made. Interesting. So that any uh, would be. I mean, Brock on Raw this week said or Heyman said that Brock is going to, com- he said, I'm going to, he's going to commit a felony tonight. Yeah. Um, and depending on what that felony w- would, I mean, that could be construed as a threat mm-hmm. and that could be criminal conduct unto itself.
1: No, I like that. Maybe part of his federal, his, his settlement with the federal government over the steroid mm-hmm. trial mm-hmm. was involved wherever my shows are booked. I'm a sovereign nation more or less. A sovereign state. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. I'm a city state. Yes. There you go. Yes. There you That's go. Good stuff. Uh, next, Howdly Doodly Champ says, this week's question comes from Alex. Oh, wait. What? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Uh, back to Luis Arises. Thank you for uh, correcting me. Uh, he asks, who is the biggest flop of the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era? Uh,
1: I'm going to go for the Attitude Era. I really like your answer, but I'm going to go with Beaver Cleavage. They shot hella vignettes that were just bizarre and incestuous. And this dude shows up and it's like, number one, you're just the dude from the headbangers. And then number two, uh, are you trying to bang your mom? Because that's really weird. And that's like obviously a Vince thing, but nobody else is into it. And they spent a lot of time and effort and money into that. And then it just nothing came of it. Well, yeah, nothing. A
2: terrible idea.
1: Yeah, but they put a lot into it. Yeah, I know. And then it just shat. But it's a horrible, horrible,
2: horrible. I idea. agree.
1: Yeah, totally. They shouldn't have done that. No, they shouldn't have. And then for the uh, Ruthless Aggression Era, again, I think in terms of expectations and then what was delivered, your answer is probably really good. I'm going to go with Luther Raines, uh who's also the same person as Heidenreich, yeah. who's also the same person as... Snitsky, <laughs> You know, it's the biggest flop of the of the Ruthless Aggression era yeah. when all these great wrestlers like Eddie Guerrero and all them were doing such great work. That fool, Vince McMahon, was trying to bring in these giant slabs of steak into the company who didn't know how to wrestle, yep. couldn't put on a match, just looked like they were jacked to the gills, hot on the gas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the biggest flop was beef supreme in WWE racial aggression era.
2: Yeah. Uh, as far as attitude era, I'm going to say Gangrel, dude, uh, had an, his packaging was amazing. His mm-hmm. entrance was great. Theme music, theme music was off the charts. Yeah. He had the blood thing going. He had a faction with himself and two Hall of Famers, Edge and mm-hmm. Christian, uh, and they didn't, didn't do anything to really capitalize on his uh, abilities. Uh, seemed like there's a lot of potential and a lot of money in Gangrel they didn't take advantage of.
1: Hey, but you know what? Good on Gangrel for staying in shape and staying relevant in his own way. He still wrestles Mm -hmm. to this day, and he seems to be a pretty pleasant guy.
2: Yeah. Uh, As far as the ruthless aggression era, it's got to be Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, man. It's got to be Mr. Kennedy. In terms of expectations,
1: Mm -hmm. what they put into him, what they thought they were going to get out of him. He was humiliated by Ed for that Money in
2: the Bank contract. Yeah. Humiliated. Why would
1: you put your Money in the Bank up for that? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then get squashed. Yeah. Humiliated. Yeah.
1: And I'll never forget this: the two dudes, the two biggest names in the company, maybe ever over the last twenty years, John mm-hmm. Cena and Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. They both go to Vince and say, "This guy is not safe to work with," yep. allegedly. Yep,
2: that's rough. That is rough. That's super rough. Now he's a uh, 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 Colt Cabana's buddy on NWA Power. Nothing wrong with that. No. He still looks like he's in great shape. He looks like he's in great shape, having a good time. Yep. good for him. He did some. I think he did some good work in aces and eight stuff. And yeah, the TNA, TNA. was yeah. there for a while as Mister Anderson. Uh, next, highly Dooley champ says this question comes from Alex Foster. Vince McMahon spoke at a gradu- graduation ceremony. Sorry, what would be the highlight of his speech? Bonus points for impersonation. So we've heard our fair share of ridiculous stories about Vince. Mm, yeah, sure. Like he doesn't like to sneeze. Yeah. Um, well, one of them is that uh, we've heard don't know if it's true or not but he he loves himself a good snow cone Mm, yeah and maybe uh he's he's doing the graduation speech and talking about ambition you know because we know he's full of that he's got all the ambition in the world sure um about making money about about uh you know grabbing yourself up by the bootstraps and 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 so on and so forth Mm -hmm. um but he says at the heart of it you know you you got to keep some innocence yeah Look at me. Look at me. Ugh. I got a $2,000 suit on. I flew in my, flew in my private jet. Yeah. I know I sleep three hours a night. Yeah. I still love me a snow cone, though. Yeah. It helps connect me to my childhood. You're like, what? It's like, what? the hell does that even mean? What are you talking about?
1: Dad is like, I can't take that into the real world. As Make something... sure you enjoy the simple things in life. Okay, well, okay, thanks. Thanks, Vince.
2: Thanks, fortune cookie. I don't like, I don't like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care for snow cones. oh. Really, that's your lone vice, Vince Snowcones? I'm going to say
1: this. I am gonna. Think, I think it would be a three-hour dissertation about how he beat the federal government. Yeah, probably.
2: That's how it would be. Yeah,
1: know, yeah. The federal government, America. Try to take me down and look. Now, my wife is in the cabinet. Oh, yeah. I win. I win, and you can beat the federal government. Too. I always win. Just remember, you can beat the federal government. It's like... What I don't, I'm trying to be a law abiding
2: citizen. Man. I know, man. Like mm-hmm. I'm not trying to beat, I'm not trying to dodge the law. In any stretch of the imagination, yeah. You know, I'm not trying to, to distribute. Like he's given, he's locker. given this graduation ceremony, like some uh, esteemed law school or something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's like at Harvard Law, they bring yeah. him and do it. And he's like, this is how you take down the government. Flex doesn't get taken down by anybody. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's up, Flex? Man, if I ever meet Vince McMahon, you think I'll have the balls to say, "What's up, Flex?" You should. Pretty hilarious. Oh, that's not Flex McMahon.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I like you immediately. He looks like he does this.
1: <laughs> He's got a chain around his yeah.
2: around his neck. Uh right final side. text question from uh Tiger Mask Tim Morris. You have a bad acid trip and you wake up Snow White, which seven Fredos are your dwarves?
1: Oh my gosh. What the heck? Well Wayne Maker, he'd be uh, I don't know, grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be grumpy. Um uh, what, dopey? I mean, Patrick Sparks is probably dopey, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, Mr. Dope has got to be dopey. <laughs> uh, About sleepy. Sleepy? That's Patrick Sparks. He always looks like he's on the verge of sleeping. Yeah. Uh Isn't there a sneezy? Was there a sneezy? I thought so. I thought there was one that always sneezed. Man, I don't know. Isn't it's been, that... been forever since I've seen Snow White. Sneezy sounds right, but I just don't know what friendo
2: would be a sneezy friendo. So there's Doc. Who's Doc? Uh, Doc, grumpy, happy, sleepy, dopey. Doc, okay, sneezing.
1: well, Doc, you think smart guy W. S. Fletcher? Yeah, he teaches about the brain. Yeah, he literally teaches classes about brain. Yeah, he's Doc. All right, grumpy, Wayne maker, mm-hmm. happy, happy. I mean, Rich Nason always seems pretty happy. He seems really grumpy about the WWE. Yeah. But then, like, whenever I see whenever I see his match chat question, I mean, he's he calls himself the Smash Bro. I guess that's true. I, mean, I think that's happy. Or yeah. is there a dwarf named Horny? Because that might be him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, sleepy, we got that. Dopey, we got that. Bashful.
1: There's the body, He's always walking
2: there backwards while trying go. to talk. And to And then him. sneezy. That's the last one. Sneezy. I feel like I could be sneezy right now. I'm about to sneeze. All right. Well, you're sneezy, I'll be then. sneezy. Congratulations. I'll, I'll have an acid trip where I'm. I'm. <laughs> i myself you're and yeah. Sneezy Dwarf, I guess. <laughs>
1: there you go. That's a hell of an acid trip right there. Anyways, thanks so much for your questions. Again, on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Number one at the $5 mark. We got all sorts of great bonus content. Mm-hmm. This week, man, we had a Joker review. Love we that had, Joker. We had, Brand some, X maybe. we had some NBA gameplay, some more WWE 2K20 Seth play. Rollins'
2: uh, social media activity. Relationship
1: with social media. That was a good episode. Yeah, that was uh, all Check stuff. that out. Then, of course, the $20 mark, uh, you can also be Matt Chatter. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for sending your questions, and thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll
2: talk to you later. Goodbye.
5: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well,